This is The Talking Dead, a podcast dedicated to the AMC TV show, The Walking Dead. Hello, everyone. My name is Chris. And my name is Jason. And this is The Talking Dead, number 332, recorded on Monday, July 24th. 2017, which is the first Monday after San Diego Comic-Con. The Comic-Con is over. It's over. It sounds like it was a pretty good one. All <laughs> kinds of new movie trailers came out, information about plenty of Marvel movies and DC movies, and of course, TV shows, including the one we're here to talk about, The Walking Dead Season 8. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it sounds like a fun time down there in San Diego, but also an extremely busy crowded time i think uh i think someday i would like to go but on the other hand someday i, I don't think i would want to go because it seems like a really crazy busy kind of crowded place to go and i'm not sure it'd be worth it you know at, yeah. at a certain age i think i would love it but right now i'd be like eh, you know that shit will come out eventually i'll watch it later well sure i i i, I wouldn't mind experiencing it because it's the biggest event of its kind in the world we have a pretty big Comic-Con here in Toronto as well called Fan Expo, and I've been to that a number of times, but I, I think it pales in comparison yeah. to San Diego, right? I mean, we went to the uh, the New York Comic-Con at the Javits Center that one time, yep. and I remember sitting on the concrete floor for like three hours to get into the panel, uh, <laughs> and then all they had was friggin' hot dogs for uh, food, and you had to sit there all day in order to watch all the good panels, Yeah, uh, and there was a huge lineup for friggin' crappy hot dogs. It's just, I don't know. It, no, I know. I, I think I might be too old for this crap now. San Diego would, would, would be worse than that. Like you'd have, you have to line up from what I know to get into hall H, which is the main hall, like yeah. the day before, or maybe even longer than that. And you're outside and it's friggin' San Diego. So you're in the sun and it's hot. And yeah, you know, I, I wouldn't they put want out to do chairs that. or benches. You know, they could probably put a canopy out so that people don't get baked in the sun. Like, have a little respect for the people that uh, are, you know, paying big dollars for you to put on this thing where you're probably making a lot of money. Oh, I'm sure. Probably are. Um, I think you and I went to New York Comic Con basically the last year that we would have had any hope of getting into the panel. Because we were there for the Walking Dead panel, you know, yep. and all the other panels that day. And I went the year before by myself. And had no trouble. I walked in and out of the main hall at Comic at New York Comic Con all day on the Saturday. Got Crazy. sat through the Walking Dead panel, and uh, it was it was super easy. And then the very next year, you and I went, and it had exploded, I guess. And we lined up like super early in the morning, as you said, waited all day to get in. Finally got in, and then spent all day there eating crappy hot dogs. So yeah, and if, sitting on the chairs, which looked comfortable for the first. Four hours, right? Uh, you know, they were pretty comfortable for four hours. But after that, it was like, okay, I've had too many hot dogs. Uh, I really got to pee, and uh, these chairs are crappy, and, and I'm I'm sitting too close to this guy beside me, and right. you know this this sweaty gross guy beside me, and I'm the sweaty gross guy beside him, <laughs> right? So what? This yeah, I think I might be a little too old for uh, for this crap. Had we left that room that day, we never would have gotten back oh. in, right? Not a chance in hell. Not a chance. So you and I were there the last year where, yeah, if you wanted any hope of getting in, I think uh, that was it. Oh, and there's some nightmare panels too. 
of TV shows that are no longer on the air and they're just like, oh, come on, really? You're talking about this like you're excited about it? Did we like, did we see crap. a True Blood panel or was that the year before for me? That, I don't think I saw a True Blood panel. I would have remembered True Blood. Yeah. No, okay. I, I was thinking of, uh, what's the name of that show? I can see the poster and there's a name of it right at the bottom of the poster, but I can't think of it. <laughs> it's usually how posters for TV shows work. <laughs> yep. At the... Uh, yeah, I'll have to look it up. Anyways, anyways, I we, we didn't mean to just get on here and talk about uh, our Comic-Con history, uh, but that was a fun time overall. You know, I, I enjoyed that. Haven't been back since, and I'm not sure going to San Diego would be would be worth it without some way of, of guaranteeing entry into that, you know, those Walking Dead panels that I would want to go to, uh, which I just don't think is an option. So, See, a nice presenter badge. I'd go if I had a presenter badge and I could get into, or all access badge. Something like that. It'd be that. nice. Just, you know, walk in and out of wherever the hell you want to go. Yeah. Back entrances, somewhere where they have catering, you know, <laughs> something, you know, hot dogs and pretzels. You got you know, just you, something. You got to come to more Walker Stalker cons because at those people know us or me yeah. anyway. <laughs> <laughs> and they've heard of me. And they've maybe. heard, they possibly. If you talk about me. I do. Occasionally. Okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah okay so yeah to- um yeah i would love to do that anyhow um san diego comic-con ended this weekend <laughs> yay that must have been fun if we can sort of. circle back to that uh and of course there were panels about the walking dead obviously and fear the walking dead today on the podcast right here we are going to talk about the walking dead season eight trailer which they release every year at comic-con and uh, it's, you know, usually four to six minutes long. This year was no exception. Last year, it was the trailer for season seven, yeah. which was in between the cliffhanger at the end of season eight and the beginning of season seven. Uh, sorry, season six and seven, if I could keep my numbers straight. Counting's hard. And I know. And so because nobody knew who was killed in the cliffhanger, they couldn't show us any of really the main cast, remember? And all they had I to do. show us was stuff about the kingdom, and I guess some stuff about the, the hilltop, and some Negan stuff, I assume, right? I don't remember it all right now. I don't remember it all, but yeah, it was kind of, well, what are they going to do, right? They ended with this stupid cliffhanger, and they couldn't show us anything, but they had to come up with four to six minutes of footage of like, okay, let's show this group of trees and here's a road. <laughs> right. Uh, and there's somebody on the road maybe, but there's you're a, not sure. There's a car going, but the shot's from too far away, so you can't yeah. see what's actually happening. Yeah. yeah. They really kind of you know, boxed themselves into a corner with that trailer. Right. So, you know, we broke it down um, last year, but it was a different kind of thing last year from most of the other years. Anyways, this year... We do get a normal trailer, which we're going to get into in a minute. First, though, I just wanted to let everyone know that we were speculating about, you know, how would they handle the death of of John Bernicker, the stuntman. And they did start both the panels, Walking Dead and Fear the Walking Dead, with a tribute to him, Good. which is really nice. I, ha- I haven't seen it. I don't know if it's online anywhere. Uh, in fact, I'm not even 100% positive it was like a video tribute, but I believe... That's the case. But Scott Gimple also came out and uh, made a statement about it, which I'll read right here. Scott said, John passed away this week after he was injured doing something he loved, helping tell stories that excite, entertain, and give people an escape. 
He helped make movies and shows for people like everybody in this room. John was someone beloved in the stunt community, someone who trained other people and helped them break into the business. He was living his dream, and he helped other people do the same thing. We didn't really know if we should do this panel today, but we wanted to be here for you, and we wanted to tell you about John, and we wanted to show you what we've all been working on. And I That's awesome. think that was it. It was it was nice, you know, short and but but really nice and respectful and so on. So um, I was able to uh, one, a listener did send a, in a link to most of the Walking Dead panel or at least the Q&A part, which I posted on our Facebook page. So if you're interested in actually seeing everybody up on stage and uh, hearing all the questions and having them answer the questions from the crowd, Visit our Facebook page at facebook.com slash the talking dead to check that out. I watched it. It's pretty interesting, but it's a little, it's a typical panel, you know, some good yep. questions from the audience, uh, with a lot of vague <laughs> answers and <laughs> non-answers and almost every answer ended up with the cast member or the producer talking about how great an experience it's been on the, on the show and everyone is a big family and stuff like that. And we're happy and just thrilled to be here. Right. And you get a lot of stuff like that, but I think, I think it was amped up a little bit in the wake of, uh, John Bernecker's death too. Cause everyone's yeah. it's on everyone's mind obviously. And that's just kind of what they were thinking about. So all right. Well, Jason, should we get into this trailer finally? We should get into the trailer finally. The Walking Dead season eight trailer. We're going to go, we're going to break it down scene by scene. Uh, blow by blow. Blow by blow. It's oh, funny. So been- we we do this for the episodes, you know, during during the show when the show is on. But with the trailer, I feel like I almost go in more detail if that's possible. Yeah, there's a lot of, because there's a lot of stuff in here, right? There's no time to catch your breath. They're really kind of uh, jam-packing the, uh, what is it, five minutes and six seconds uh, full of information. And they're really disjointed, too. So you can't really kind of gloss over it any particular section because it's, you know, it's it's so dense yep. with information. Uh, you know, overall, how did you, uh, how did you feel about it? Did you like the trailer or did you dislike the trailer? No, I liked this trailer. I liked it a lot. Actually. I thought it had great music, great sort of pace to it. It starts with a, a scene, which we'll talk about. Then it kind of goes at a fairly consistent pace until it ramps up and speeds up and sort of finishes strong. Uh, I, I really enjoyed it. I think it's might you know, I'd have to go back and watch them all, but this might be one of my favorite uh, preseason Comic-Con trailers they've done. Interesting. I disliked almost everything about this trailer. What is the matter with you? It's, it was really good. I, I felt like there was... It was not. I felt like there was less sort of manipulation in this one of, of scenes out of context or cutting together one scene with another one to make you think it's one scene, but it's not. I feel okay, like I'll there grant was... you that. I will grant you that. Okay, the jo- joke about are you wearing your shitting pants? Okay. It just was... That was like such a lame joke like i couldn't think of a lamer joke i thought maybe it would pay off at some point mm-hmm. are you wearing your shitting pants because you're gonna shit your pants i know i uh... i totally agree with that i completely agree so the the trailer opens black screen you hear negan say i hope you have your shitting pants on, <laughs> Come on. and so it, it, it turns out he's in a room with father gabe uh, somewhere Negan's there. There are zombies just outside clawing at the window. You can hear a lot of zombies around. Father Gabe looks super scared and we don't know if he's a prisoner or if they have somehow become locked in the same 
room together by accident. The shitting room, I guess. The shitting room. Because <laughs> do you have shitting pants? Like, it, he's telling the joke, like, shitting pants is a normal thing to, for someone to have, and it'd be lucky if they were wearing them at that particular time. I, listen, I, I agree with you that it's a it's a dumb line. And I wrote, I even wrote down here, I thought the whole shitting pants thing w- was hokey. That's how I described it. It was hokey. Like, it's a dumb line even for Negan. And yeah. anyone who's been listening for a while knows what I think about JDM's portrayal of Negan. And you're right. I was a little disappointed with how that trailer opened, but everything after that I thought was spectacular. I had, uh, okay. So I broke this into uh, four sections. So if we just want to go at a macro level here for a second. So we had the, uh, the shitting pants joke, which garbage didn't land. Uh, Okay, then the next section was uh, kind of a, a percussion musical background with just like uh, interspersed with scenes of people doing stuff, mm-hmm. right? Okay, there was something wrong with that. Like, it was okay, it was percussion? Like, it was just uh, I don't know the name of the instrument, but there's these two little wooden sticks that you bang together, and it makes kind of a tick, tick, tick sound. Yep. There was the timing was off. Like, there was something. Like, there was there was these two these sticks playing just a kind of a pulse and then there was something uh, some other instruments came in to play over top of that mm-hmm. they did not mix together tempo wise that's it's just weird. like it, it seemed like it just it, it just irritated me it's the kind of thing that would bug me and it did well maybe as a drummer it would but i thought that sound was really good and really effective i didn't have any perception that the timing of the percussion sounds was off but it's funny i was going to ask you what that instrument is called because i know what it is and i recognized it when i heard it but yeah i, figured- I, I own a pair of those things and all i do all i call them is the click sticks because we used to we I, anyway yeah we i've played them in uh as background as part of recordings for uh various things but uh yeah i don't know what to call them they're just click sticks and okay. then there's the correct stick which is like the uh uh, it's like a fish, a ribbed fish, and you have a stick and you play it because it plays a kind of... Yep. I've seen that as a frog, not a fish. Yeah. The, well, we just called that the correct stick. So we had the click sticks and the correct sticks. We didn't know what to call them. We just, <laughs> we absconded with them from a, uh, one of the band members was the principal of a school and we rehearsed at the school one time in the music room and just kind of acquired these additional little mm, instruments. I see. They've since torn down the school and she's retired. So I don't think the, uh, the school system is missing them. It's like I know where they are. Book you took out of the library and never took back. <laughs> That's yeah, just like that. <laughs> uh, well, I liked I liked the sound work they did from here on in. Um, I thought it added tension to these scenes. Like it was a good sort of unusual percussive sound that for me just made put me on edge a little bit, and and I thought it worked. I thought it worked. Yeah, and it might be just uh, I'm that might entirely be me like it's happened to me before mm-hmm. uh where uh because of the uh the percussion in a particular scene that uh like right at the beginning have you ever watched uh, jfk the movie with like uh with kevin costner long oh, movie. oh i don't know if i've seen it i don't think so newman newman's in newman. it <laughs> yeah he's in it he's one of the lawyers anyway there's the beginning of that there's a uh kind of like a drumline percussion uh-huh. uh thing and it is very very good and the first time I saw that movie, I listened to that, and during that whole scene, my eyes did not work. I did not have any idea what visually was happening on the screen mm-hmm. because my, you know, my audio sense just took over and said, "Okay, fuck it, you don't need your eyes for anything. You just listen. Just listen to this. Come on. <laughs> so, uh, 
that kind of shit has happened to me before. And this, in this particular case, because of that, just, uh, it felt off to me. I couldn't, I couldn't just relax and watch the visuals and see it for what it's supposed to be. Okay. All I heard was like, oh, that doesn't sound right. Yeah, that's funny. Well, it all came together for me. Anyways, let's talk about what we actually did see once you were Wait, able that to. That was only two of the four sections. Oh, So the okay. third section was that Dropkick Murphy's song, uh, Prisoner's Song, uh-huh. right? Okay. Uh, that made that whole section seem like a comedy to me. <laughs> like that whole thing just seemed like it was like a... Uh, Boondock Saints or some kind of weird action comedy that they were trying to play up the uh, you know the the fun nature of the zombie apocalypse, and it just didn't. It, it just did that. Also rubbed me the wrong way. See, for me, it just reinforced that how the the team is back together, and like the song made you feel good. It made you feel good about the the group, and they were coming together. They were getting shit done. They were fighting back, or executing some kind of plan, which I think we'll get into when we talk about this a little bit more. Yeah. And, and for me, it just, it made me feel good about seeing everyone again. I liked the song and I liked what I saw. See, that's, I think that was the point, but for me, it just kind of rung. This is not a comedy. Like this is supposed to be a drama. Why are you playing? And that's a good song. I've since listened to that song. That's an, the prisoner song is an amazing song. I really, really like it. It's got an excellent pulse to it. I really like the, uh, right. I'd listen to that song all by itself, but with the, I've, I actually had to go through this trailer. I've watched this trailer a number of times uh-huh. and I've actually had to do a couple of things. One, I watched the whole thing with the sound off because mm-hmm. I, there was audio, every bit of audio so far in the first three sections annoyed me. So I just had to turn the audio off and watch it. And then I went back and I played it and I closed my eyes and just listened to the whole thing. And, uh, and so that's why I could think I can differentiate between, I really hated every bit of audio in this whole damn trailer. Okay. Uh, and then the last section, the fourth section didn't have any audio really, or just had kind of had more of a ethereal thing, but that part I liked. The little stinger at the end, which the little, yeah. they always do here. Although this year I think it's a little different and I'll explain why later, but, uh. Haircut wise, it's different. Haircut. <laughs> yes. But I mean, different from previous trailers where. They, um, they, you know, they show us, uh, they show us something that seems to be from a little more consistently from a single storyline that we're going to get. Remember we got Daryl stuff, um, probably last year or maybe the year before, uh, when he was in the forest. Shoot. I forget when that happened now. Anyways, like that was what we got one year. We'll get into the end of this one when we, when we get there. Um, okay. So now scenes, uh, other than the the feeling, like during the Dropkick Murphy song, the uh-huh. whole feeling I got was it seemed it seemed not just like a comedy; it seemed campy. It seemed like you may ever remember that show Andromeda or Xena Warrior Princess or Hercules or yep. uh, Lex or all those shows. They kind of have this weird camp feeling to it, right? Right. This trailer reminded me of that and it took me a long time to put my finger on it i'm like something's weird and it just it seemed like this whole thing had that campy feeling to it which you know with the dropkick dropkick murphy song it's sort of and it's like i don't know it just did not feel like the drama that the walking dead is supposed to be i has been i think that maybe you're just not used to seeing everybody uh sort of happy and, you know, executing and doing stuff and not suffering constantly, right? I think you're just not used to that anymore because The Walking Dead has been about suffering and not being happy for a long time. 
yeah, it could very well could be. Weird. Anyway, it just, uh, I don't know. It's The whole thing seemed off. All right. And I, I didn't enjoy it. Well, that's funny. I had totally the opposite experience after the Negan scene at the beginning. So speaking of that, after that scene, we get our percussion started. We see all kinds of stuff. Rick is in the sunlight with his gun. He looks he looks good there. Uh, we got Carol and Tara, and Tara's eating a Twizzler. They're sitting on a road somewhere. Tara's writing in a notebook. So, I think it's funny that the Twizzler is long and it doesn't droop down, so it's obviously very stale. Uh, yeah, that's right, stale Twizzlers. Yeah. I did that was wonder. A nice touch. I did wonder. Do they call them Twizzlers in the states? I I have a feeling Twizzler might be a Canadian thing. I, I'm not. Stick? I'm not sure though. It's like a licorice thing. Yeah. Licorice whip. <laughs> Maybe I don't know. I know there's a brand down there called Red Vines, which is similar. And I had some when I was in the states uh, last month. They have a very different taste to Twizzlers, though. So I recently learned that there's a difference between strawberry and cherry licorice. I thought they were the same thing, and that it just some brands had different flavors than like it just tasted different than other brands well but, but some licorice is cherry some is strawberry and then they have the black licorice i mean that's proper licorice but i twizzlers I are like strawberry that. flavor they're all strawberry no but there's yes they also have cherry flavor like the nibs are cherry oh i didn't realize that and i love nibs <laughs> <laughs> see okay <laughs> well she's eating a twizzler as we call it up here uh we see carl investigating some corpses in cars that reminded me of scenes from seasons past, you know, where you find a bunch of dead people in cars on the highway and you don't really know what happened to them. Yeah. Uh, well, so we have to back up one second uh, to the Twizzler thing with uh, with <laughs> Carol and uh, Tara. Okay. They're sitting up against a uh, uh, piece of concrete. Yes. And Carol is looking at the drawing of a flower on the uh, piece of concrete. Yeah, I saw that. She's, she's looking at the flowers. That's all I wanted to say. Oh, look at you making a connection. She is looking at the flower. That's right. We see this same scene later on in the trailer from up above, from a different angle. Which I angle. thought was horrible. Like, well, okay. It, it, the perspective was off. Like, the people were too small. The zombies down, down below were too small. Like, it was like the, I think the uh, the overpass that they were on was way too high for the perspective of the uh, the zombies walking on the road. It's it just, a high? It, it looked obviously sandwiched together as a technical thing it's a high overpass maybe it's a high bridge i don't know <laughs> okay uh uh so yeah we got that we got carl investigating the corpses in the cars um you know we get a sh we get shots of morgan and maggie and we see ezekiel walking through the kingdom as his subjects part for him which i thought was kind of cool uh, we get daryl with a lot of zombies approaching and stuff on fire he takes a drink of water there he doesn't seem all that concerned no well not if he's taking a drink maybe it's vodka i don't know i don't know or he's just daryl so he's you know cool as a cucumber under any circumstance uh we get rosita and michonne driving along enid on the wall uh of the hilltop yeah spying she's just kind of spying out over the wall spying out over a wall <laughs> that's right that's what she does uh i was gonna save it till the end but David from Ireland wrote in and he said, after watching the Walking Dead trailer, I have one question for you. Is Enid a spy? <laughs> yeah. She, well, she, in that particular scene, whether you think she's spying for any particular group or not is irrelevant. That's what she's doing. She's a physical act of spying over the wall. Spying over the wall. <laughs> now. I make no judgment there. No, I guess not. She's just doing her thing. Yeah. Okay. 
Now, we have to talk about something that I did not notice the first couple of times I watched through this trailer. But once I did notice it, and this isn't the first scene I noticed it in, but once I did, I went back and I started looking for it. Enid has a green armband on as she's standing there on the wall. Did you see the she armband? Yes, I do see it. I'm, yeah, I'm looking at the actual video on, the, on another screen. So. All right. Yeah. So, so keep that in mind, okay? Yeah. Uh, we'll come back to that. But for now, we see Aaron. Uh, he's got a bloody hand and he's looking rather upset. Uh, we get a shot of Tara pointing a gun uh, and mouthing the word bang as as trees move beside her. So she's in a vehicle some, of some kind. Yeah. With her finger on the trigger. Well, it's Tara. She's not... Damn it, Tara. I know. I know. Stop she, playing guns with a real gun in your hand. She's not... Well, yeah, exactly. That would <laughs> not, not a smart thing to do. Um, we get Dwight, and he unrolls a piece of paper that says tomorrow on it. I have a theory about what's going on there, which, again, remind me to come back to. Okay. Um, all this is happening silently we don't hear the the audio from the show or the scenes we have this percussive soundtrack we've talked about and uh to me it felt a little bit like okay here's a bunch of our characters you know in case you forgot who any of them are a little bit of a character montage they just they just show us shots of everybody to you know just get us set up but i did like it i liked what i saw um but now we cut to the interior of some kind of building, some kind of lab, maybe. It looked like an old, like, university school lab or something like that. And the camera pans across to a hallway, and then Carol slowly pokes her head out of a door. Peekaboo. <laughs> yeah. Uh, she seems to be sneaking around, investigating, maybe. You know, I don't know what she's doing there exactly, but we just see her for a second as she pokes her head around the corner of a door. Uh, we get an up close shot of somebody holding a gun that has 43 notches on it. Wow. I counted them all. Who's any theory on whose hands those are holding that gun? Well, he's got two tattoos on his hand. He's got this little star between his thumb and his, uh, pointy finger. Mm -hmm. And then he's got what looks like a uh, gray blob on his wrist or a little triangle. I thought it could be a triangle or a Superman sign or a home plate sign. It could be any of those things. Right. Uh, so, no, I don't know. And he's got ripped jeans that have been fixed. It could be Daryl. Well, I thought... Darryl, does Daryl have tattoos he, in his hands? I don't know if he has any on his hands. That's the thing. I thought Daryl, too. He's wearing... I think he's wearing black pants and a black shirt, from what you can tell, right? Uh, yep. So, I mean, Daryl wears a lot of black, but, but the guy has sleeves, if I'm not mistaken. So, it's probably uh, not Daryl. Are there I sleeves? I don't see any sleeves. Oh. It's pretty close up of the, of the hands. So, I don't know if there's... Uh, there's sleeves or not. Okay, so so maybe there's not. So I was thinking maybe Daryl too, just based on the, the black clothing. Um but I don't Could be Dwight. I don't know if there's the the tattoos on his hands. Could be Dwight, I suppose. We'll have to rewatch the entire series to see if there's anybody with tattoos on their hands. Yeah, or you know, somebody out there probably knows uh if there are. So I'm I'm not sure. Uh but anyways, the gun has forty three notches on it, so that is a that gun's done a lot of killing. If that's what the notches mean. That's it true. Be, it might mean how many times he's cleaned it. It could be. Keeping track of the gun cleaning. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Never know. Uh, we cut to Rick walking down a dark backlit hall. Kind of makes me think maybe it's the same facility we just saw Carol in. Yeah. The one thing interesting about thing about this is that uh, the 
shot of the hall on the very edges of the of, of the hallway are two doorways and the doors have been taken off the hinges. It, there's hinges there but no doors attached to them. Interesting. I didn't notice that. So what does that mean? I don't know. That you know, they don't want closed doors in this facility. No closed doors in this house. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. What I liked about it though is Rick is totally in silhouette because of the light streaming in from behind him. And you can totally tell it's him by the oh, way yeah. he walks, the way the gun hangs. You know, he's a little bit bow-legged when he walks. It's it's amazing how much of the character you can figure out just by looking at his the shape of his body and the way he moves. Yeah. I think that's cool. Uh, we get a zombie stuck on a spike in the forest reaching for a plastic bag. <laughs> Do you think this was some kind of deliberate trap or just a zombie that wandered onto a spike? Uh, I think it was a deliberate chap- trap, but then again, uh, I personally think, uh, that, uh, the decay of society can be directly correlated with the number of bags and trees you see. Uh, yeah, there are usually are bags and trees just flapping around. Yeah. So if you're walking down, you know, a neighborhood that has a lot of bags and trees, it's, you know, it strikes me as a neighborhood in decay. Whereas if you're in a nice neighborhood and there's no bags in any of the trees, it's a pretty nice neighborhood. What does uh, shoes hanging on power lines mean, if you see a lot of those? Entertainment by hooligans. <laughs> Hooliganism and tomfoolery. That's right. <laughs> yeah. That's what I associate it with. I guess so. Uh, do you think people take off their own shoes and throw them up there, or do they steal other people's shoes, tie them together, and then throw them up there? I think it's a combination of both, or shoes that they find, or, you know, it's so much fun that uh, I can see bullying being a factor and stealing somebody's running shoes and throwing them up there. Sadly. But I can also see idiotism uh, being a factor where somebody would take their own shoes and throw them up there because it's so much fun. I just like how you invented the word idiotism. <laughs> <laughs> what, that's not a word? It, idi- Idiocracy is a word, sort of. It, it's a movie. <laughs> it is. Uh, have you ever thrown shoes on power lines? I have not. Neither have I. But I've watched people do it. Ah, uh, okay. No, I've never done it. And they were hooligans, yeah, let me I'm tell you. sure they were. Well, uh, we got a plastic bag in this scene, so we know it's not a very nice forest neighborhood. Then we go over to a quick nighttime shot of what looks like somebody peeking through a fence or a wall into the hilltop, maybe? Kind of reminded me of the hilltop. And then somebody at night walks through the frame, but I can't tell who. Uh, I thought maybe it was Carol, but I wasn't sure. Yeah, it's just some throwaway bullshit that the editor added to add some time. No, this is an important scene of somebody peeking and sneaking into a location that's going to play out in an important way. Okay. <laughs> Fine. We got Aaron, and he's driving a car now, and the interesting thing here is he's got some kind of big shield mounted onto the passenger side of this car. So what do you think's going yeah. on there? So he's I'm like not a, really sure. He's a driving wall, basically. Yeah, and we get more of this uh, driving wall convoy uh, a little bit later. Uh, so there's another scene of this coming up. Uh, I don't know what's going on there, but obviously they're kind of trying to surround a group of zombies. Maybe they're trying to use this wall as a way of directing a herd. I think that'd be an interesting way to do it. Hmm. You know, park cars or, you know, a movable herd uh, bumper, like in, uh, uh, what do you call it? Bumper pool or what do you call it? pinball? Pinball. <laughs> pinball. Yes. <laughs> They're trying to direct the uh, the zombies, or maybe, or some kind of uh, some kind of wall. It's funny. I don't remember seeing another scene of this, so you'll have to remind me when we get there. 
I will. Um, yeah, but I, I wasn't sure what was going on. I, I thought it was kind of a neat idea that he's, it's like a silly camouflage almost. It's like, hey, is there someone driving <laughs> over there? No, that's just a wall. <laughs> that's just a wall. Maybe on the other side of the wall is the painting of like a, a landscape with some trees or something. Right. So, so it's just like, they just park and they stop. It's like, oh, what was that? It's gone. Over there. It's, it's gone. Dis- <laughs> disappeared. <laughs> but you're right. They're probably they're probably using it to, I mean, maybe deflect sound so someone can't hear the engine. No. Would that work? No. No. Not really. No, I don't. Think I, so. No, it's it's got to be a moving wall to deflect either zombies or uh, rolling cover for a firefight of some kind. Yeah. So you can drive past somewhere and not get your car shot at. Yeah, but they were just using corrugated tin. Which is the sh- like you're just going to shoot right through that? I guess we get another shot of later where there's a somebody's peering through a bullet hole of a steel container, mm-hmm. right? So a bullet will go through steel sheeting like that. So this corrugated tin bullshit will just get shot up like anything. Yeah, that's you true. might as well not have it because your window and your door panels are going to have the same amount of protection. Yeah, you're probably right. So we don't know what's going on, but Aaron's driving this car with a shield and we'll have to wait to find out what's going on there. Uh, we get a shot of somebody's hands tied behind their back, but of course, holding some kind of piece of stone attempting to cut the rope. Um, I tried to look through the rest of the trailer for someone wearing that same shirt. It's kind of a blue plaid shirt, right? Yep. And there's a couple of people I found Carl at one point has a shirt kind of like that, but it's definitely not the same shirt. And then do you remember the long haired guy that was the antagonist at the, uh, trades with, um, Ezekiel and, uh, and those guys, I do. He has a shot in this trailer of standing there with a big grin on his face. And he's kind of wearing a similar shirt too. So I don't think, and there's anything definitive in there to figure out who this is. But it could be that guy, you know, being Let's captured hope. and trying to escape. Yeah. His hair would be down over his hands. Well, maybe. It's pretty long. I don't think it's that long, though. His hands he were might have tied it up into a top knot, like a jerk. <laughs> a man bun. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't know. So no real indication of who that is. Uh, now we get the eye peeking out of the hole in the shipping container. And I know it's a shipping container because there's a label that says approved for transport on it. Yeah, it's obviously a shipping container. Yes, it is. Um, We move on to a bunch of people standing in the hilltop with Maggie front and center. Did this strike you as a hero shot for a promo picture? It kind of did. It kind (laughs) of did. You know, she's right there up front and center. Um, Now, I made some notes about the rest of the crowd because there's almost nobody I recognize in that crowd other than Gregory, although his man Cal is behind him. Remember Cal? Yeah, I do. And then um, there's a boy in a blue shirt, I think, off to the left in the background. Yeah. I'll be honest. I feel like I've seen him before, but he really reminded me of Sam, Jesse's son. But he's dead. (laughs) Right. Right. So I don't think it's him. So I went looking through the characters and it might be Henry. Henry is Ben's brother from the kingdom. Ben, who's dead now. And his little brother, uh, Henry. Kind of looks like that kid, too. Uh, which as far as we know, he's still alive. So he could have moved over to the hilltop or it's some random new kid that we've never seen before and just looks like all the other kids. Yeah. They just hired them all for this promo shot. Well, maybe, I don't know. It's a promo shot, but it was a hero shot for Maggie. I like seeing her in that position. Come on. It was good. 
Yeah, and she had a rifle with a silencer on it or a sound suppressor on it, uh-huh. which is just silly. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fair enough, but, you know, she's cool. Maybe she she makes it cool. Yeah, she does. Uh, we get a big group of cars and trucks uh, coming in somewhere as the sun is going down. This is the cars and trucks. They all have the shielding on the side. Oh, how did I miss that? I don't know, but they're all on the, uh, it looks like they're on the driver's side in this case. No, there's some on the passenger side and some on the driver's side. Like there's the shieldings on the driver's side and some and the passenger side of others. Okay. Yeah, um, we got a whole convoy of things. So I think that this convoy of cars is meant to be the uh, the rolling uh, herd deflector. Right. That's the only explanation I can think of because it's obviously crappy for uh, either camouflage or for protecting against gunfire. Might stop a knife, but then again, if you're in a moving car, chances of somebody, you know, actually hitting you with a, with a knife. <laughs> stabbing you? <laughs> stabbing you with a knife is, anyway, it could happen, but. It might stop know, arrows. Not, it wouldn't happen long. It might stop arrows, yeah. How many people have arrows in this? Daryl? <laughs> Daryl has bolts and you know, there's a few arrows, but really, is it worth the time to uh, A-team up all these cars to, uh, to protect against arrows? No. And, crossbow bolts no so i think you're right i think it's probably some sort of zombie moving um concept where they're using cars to direct zombies in a particular way yeah like speaking of a team i sure hope it comes together as a uh, a montage and then somebody with a scar says i love it when a plan comes together yeah and then we go out and do the zombie deflecting That'd they're be great you know what i think this whole trailer is or a big portion of it is all the communities executing some kind of plan and uh in a montage not in a montage i think the oh. whole fucking season eight is going to be them executing some sort of plan and so we very well may get a scene of them celebrating that love it when a plan comes together like that that'd be awesome we'll see. i hope the whole damn yeah i'm hoping for a montage now i'm really excited about having a montage all right well the next shot we get though is father gabe standing there in front of jerry good to see jerry again and then we start to hear rick speaking and he's talking doing a voiceover about how they you know jesus promised him a bigger world and they found this bigger world and he goes on about the you know the world is ours by right those who use take and kill we end them so delivering some kind of emotional speech there's more armbands Okay, so there's more armbands. You're starting to notice armbands, aren't you? I'm, yeah, we got white armbands on uh, Tara and Daryl, and we've got a red or orange armband on Carol. Yep. And then uh, it looks like Morgan, I can't see an armband on him. Okay, so let's talk about the armbands for a second. Uh, I noticed the armbands in one of the scenes. I noticed the white ones first, and then I went back and looked through, and I figured it out. White means Alexandria. Right. Red means the kingdom, and green means the hilltop. I see shots of Maggie wearing green, Enid wearing green. Most of the kingdom people, Ezekiel, Carol has red most of the time. Rick, Daryl, and others have white. Um, The only characters uh, I never really saw wearing an armband, I made a list here, and I think it was Carl, Michonne, Rosita, and Jesus. Never seemed to have an armband on. Well, Jesus is from all the kingdom, all all the areas. He's everywhere. That's true. So they don't know what color to give him, (laughs) I guess. So um, I think the armbands 
clearly to me are a way of identifying friend and foe when you don't know all of the people from all the communities. Right. So you send out a team to do something or these, these three communities are now working together against the saviors, but there's so many of them and they're all doing different things, all doing things, you know, at con- concurrently, probably they have these armbands on to identify one another if they, if they need to, or if a team runs into another team and you don't recognize all the people. You know, it's not a bad idea. Yeah, I think it's cool. And I think what this tells me about season eight is that they're going to be executing, as I was saying a minute ago, some sort of mission or plan that will take place over multiple episodes. I don't think this is going to be, guys, we got to do this and it wraps up in this within this one week, one weekly episode, right? I think they're going to introduce a larger plan at the beginning of season eight and it's going to be executed over a string of episodes. I think that's really cool. And the armband is to keep track of who's who and what's going on and what they're doing. Yeah. Hopefully they, well, it's hard not to get into the plan uh, conundrum trap that uh, television and movies get into. Uh, if at the beginning of a plan, you tell the audience what the plan is, it never works. Mm-hmm. If you don't tell them what the plan is, it always works. Right. I suspect we will get a combination of, of that somehow. We're going to get some of the information. The plan might change partway through. But regardless, I think it's going to be a multiple episode um, execution that all three of these communities have to pull off together. And the armbands are part of that. Oh, good. Good, good eye. I didn't notice the armbands in the four or five times I watched this. Yeah, I think it's cool. And I think all the scenes we're getting in this trailer are various stages of this mission or this plan being executed from the beginning setup to, you know, the mid execution and then fighting and stuff like that when maybe it goes wrong or or that's part of the plan, like an attack and they have to fight or something. So, Or it goes wrong and that is part of the plan. Is that what you're saying? Maybe. Who knows? Yeah. Like when, like in uh, Ocean's Eleven. <laughs> Spoiler for Ocean's Eleven. Yeah, I don't remember. Where very it looks well. like it's going wrong, and then they, and then that's actually part of the plan that they didn't tell the audience because they did that whole thing where they laid out a whole plan mm-hmm. and they uh, they showed us exactly what the plan was, and then the plan seems to be going wrong. Yep. Oh my God, what's going to happen now? But that you know the part that it was going wrong was actually part of the plan the whole time that they didn't tell the audience. Yeah, obviously it worked. Obviously it worked. Right. Sorry to spoil Ocean's Eleven. Well, I'm sure people are super upset and they're going to send you hate mail. Uh, two, two more things. Uh, I think that I noticed that the scene with Carol and Tara up on the overpass eating the Twizzler, they do not have their armbands on in that scene. So I have a feeling that takes place early on before the armbands become a thing. Right. And I also think that Dwight, never seen with an armband on, but... We do see him unroll that piece of paper that says tomorrow. I think Dwight is a man on the inside. I think he's working with Rick and the other communities. He's a man on the inside. And the note he gets is somehow telling him that whatever is happening goes down tomorrow. So be ready. Right. Okay. I I think that's amazing. I like, this is why I'm so excited. And I like this trailer because I think there's enough information here. And I don't think they're they're manipulating us us as quite quite as much as they usually do. And uh, I don't know. I just felt smart for noticing the armbands and figuring all this out. <laughs> oh, I see. Yeah, that would make me happy too. So it made so me happy. Work. There you go. Uh, 
let's go back to where we were. Where were we? <laughs> oh yeah. So uh, Rick starts his his voiceover about killing everyone, or you know, we end ending everyone. He says we get all kinds of stuff with Jesus and Enid, Carol, Morgan, Terrell, and Daryl on a bridge of some kind. It almost seems like they're waiting for something. This is the scene where I first noticed the armbands. Right. And then I went back. Uh, we get Jesus covering a gas tank with a cardboard box, a large group of people walking down the highway, but it's shot from too far away to recognize anybody. Daryl riding around on his motorcycle and uh, Dwight with a walkie talkie at the sanctuary. And then some zombies on their fence line, including metalhead zombie. Uh, we see Jerry and Ezekiel covered in blood and Jerry thanks Ezekiel for being such a cool dude. So they're involved in some sort of skirmish, I guess. Bloody skirmish. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, a couple of various shots of characters with their guns up, you know, walking around and, and, and entering a building. Uh, we get Daryl and Rick moving along a brick wall. This is where I first noticed Rick wearing a white armband. Um, this building, I don't know, is it the same one? That we saw Carol peek around the door of earlier. Who knows? Probably. 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 I think they're, you know, they're infiltrating this building uh, for some reason. We get a large group of characters from the kingdom in the in a forest being addressed by their king, Ezekiel. They're standing in a circle around him, and Carol is there. I notice. Yep. She's front mm -hmm. and center of the of the group. Ezekiel raises his sword up, which I think is cool. So I think he's doing some sort of you know, we're about to do something important here, guys. This is my, my king, kingly inspirational speech. Yeah. I'm looking forward to seeing what that is. Uh, we got Morgan making a hand signal of some kind. And then back to the group in this mystery building, looking like they're ready. They're about to do something like they're all positioned and they're about to bust through a door and I don't know, take out a bunch of guys. Yeah. That was a good game. There was a video <laughs> game called rainbow six, uh, way back when. Yeah. Yeah. It was awesome. That now it's it's the game has kind of evolved. Like there's a whole been a whole bunch of Rainbow Six games, but the first Rainbow Six game was a uh, a hostage hostage rescue SWAT team type thing. Right, and you could uh, it the, ninety percent of the game was actually planning the uh, the infiltration using your team. You could break your team up into different uh, different sizes, different team, mem team members. Mm -hmm. You could have you could plot out them on the map where they would move to and where they would hold. And then you could uh, have somebody blow a door and then, you know, go with phase two and where everybody would uh, move into the next phase of the, uh, of the assault. And it was all, you could actually get to the point where you didn't need to manually control any of the, uh, any of the attack. You just kind of plan it all out and then just watch it happen. Right. So it was awesome. But I was like the only person on the planet that liked that game because immediately the next one, they just went with something completely different, just first person shooter kind of thing. It's, it, I mean, it's a tactical game, right? You, you yeah. have to plan it all out. Well, that's what they're doing here. They've, they've infiltrated this building. They've got something they're about to do and it looks like it's about to go down. Yeah. It was great. It was, it was game. cool. Uh, at this point, Rick kind of finishes his speech that he's been giving and he says, whatever happens, we've won. We've already won. So he's rallying the troops and you hear cheering. Yeah. It's a dumb thing to say. <laughs> haven't already won. You're about to start a battle. How can you already win? That's what well, we win just because we love each other. That's what you tell the people. And they, uh, if you think you've already won going in, you can never lose. That's not true at all. <laughs> That's know. overconfidence and that'll just get you killed. And that'll guarantee your loss. Maybe <laughs> if you don't care, you're that if you don't care that you die, you can't die. That's like that kind of thing. All right. Yes. It's really not true because you could jump out of an airplane without a parachute 
and uh, you'll die. You're going to die. Whether you care or not. Yeah. Well, this is where the trailer kind of picks up speed and the music kicks in. Um, you know, we quick cut through close-ups shots of many of the characters, and I kind of frame-by-framed it with limited success on YouTube, uh, but there's at least one guy in there that I didn't recognize. Okay, good. So, I, who knows who he is, but we'll find out. And it's interesting that he was included in this quick cut montage of characters. So, maybe he's somebody, maybe he's just a random extra that they needed to fill space. I don't know. So, Daryl. He shoots something from his motorcycle and it explodes big time. That's one of the boxes filled with gas can. Exactly. Obviously, they set some blowy uppy things in order to make uh, an announcement of some kind. Maybe they were, uh, you know, uh, baby gender announcements have been big lately. Maybe that's what they're doing. <laughs> you know, was the explosion blue or pink? You know, they're trying to figure out what gender Maggie's baby is. Whatever it is. <laughs> It's part of this plan they're executing. They, they've set up these specific exploding gas tanks. Daryl yep. is riding around shooting them up, which I think is kind of cool. Yeah, part of the plan. <laughs> part of the plan. Now we get Carol and Tara on that overpass, and we see the hundreds of zombies on the road below them. And uh, I made sure that this was the same scene from the beginning because you don't see the Twizzler anymore. Um, but you do see Tara's notebook resting on her stomach. So the rest of the stuff is there. So she must have finished the Twizzler and they're just waiting for whatever is about to happen. I don't know because I don't see the flower beside Carol and the uh, embankment that they were sitting at before, the, the concrete slab that they were sitting at before is like one of those roadside ones that have a, a, you know, a slope at the bottom and then they go vertical mm-hmm. uh, near the top. And that's to redirect traffic that hits it. Like if you hit those things on an angle, the... Uh, It'll move the tire up and then actually guide you back onto the uh, onto the road. Okay. So you don't go flying over. This one, uh, the concrete uh, barrier that they're looking, or they're leaning against, looks entirely vertical. Are you sure it's not just perspective from being up straight up top? Because I'm pretty sure it's the same scene. Like they're in the same clothing. The notebook is there. Uh, I just think it's it's almost like a reveal where before we saw them just sitting there. Now it's like, oh my gosh, look at how many zombies are actually below them. Like maybe they're more hiding than just waiting. Yeah, I, I think I'm picking nits, but yeah, it's for me that that concrete barrier looks different. Okay, fair enough. I'm pretty sure it's the same scene. Uh, we we get a shot now of Morgan and Jesus. Are is Morgan? training him or practicing fighting with him or is he actually attacking him with his staff ah i don't know Uh, two things one is the sound effects were just way over the top hokey with the stick flying around uh it was it was too much for me but uh maybe he's trying to scare him he's obviously not you know actually attacking him because you know if morgan was actually attacking him uh, you know, Jesus would have taken a staff blow to the face instead of, you know, dodging out of the way. Right. Well, Morgan's so damn awesome. Yeah, he's awesome. My first instinct was that oh, he's training him. Like he's giving, he's showing him how to do this or they're practicing, you know, something together. Because why would they be fighting? You know, we don't know. So they could be, but I, I think, I think they're practicing or training or something like that. Um, we get a, we get a scene with Enid asking Aaron to go somewhere with him because we need to win. Yep. Who knows? 
probably part of the plan. Uh, yeah, the, uh, the spying, uh, collecting information for oh, Negan. Oh, right, right, right. There's that, of course. You're probably right on right on that. Uh, we get Rick on the ground being punched by someone. Um, I tried to figure out who was attacking Rick. All I could tell is he had a black beard. Can't tell who it is. Uh, but there's another scene later where I think we get a better look at the guy, and we, and I didn't recognize him, so he's he's a mystery guy. Uh, we get the kingdom people doing some fighting. Most of them have red armbands on. We get a shot finally of Simon talking to somebody. Finally, yep. And I noticed that the guy whose name I can't remember right now, but who was in charge of the exchanges with the kingdom is behind him. So they're in the same scene together. So this is obviously some kind of Negan henchman leader meeting, right? Yeah. (laughs) What else would it be? (laughs) I don't know. It's just Stephen Ogg's in the, in the shot. So, and you were, I don't don't see anything else. You were distracted by his mustache. (laughs) I was distracted by, he doesn't need an armband because his, his arms are so ripped. They are, but the saviors don't wear armbands too. That's how you know they're he, the saviors. He doesn't need an armband. He's Simon. He's Everybody Simon. knows Simon. That's true. Uh, we get a shot of Jadis finally with her people. So, you know, they're still hanging around. And um, a string of sort of out of context shots up next uh, of people. And Maggie is now delivering a voiceover speech about sticking together and, and the future being theirs and things like that. We see Morgan... Carol, Tara, and uh, Carol, Carol, Tara, and Daryl on a road together. It's a lot of names that sort of rhyme. It is. Uh, um, in this scene, I noticed that Carol has the red armband on, but Morgan doesn't. Yep. So maybe this is, uh, I don't know, early on, and they he, they haven't given him his armband yet. Don't know. Yeah, I mean, he maybe he hasn't graduated to uh, armband level of their little. Uh, organization maybe not he hasn't been they haven't let him in on the plan yet so you only get your armband when you get a job oh you earn your armband maybe i i don't know you're part in the plan i think probably he's just been out for a while and they just haven't had a chance to give it to him yet (laughs) yeah so maybe uh he maybe they dropped it and the prop people didn't uh, or the costume people didn't quite catch it and they'll have to paint it in later yeah maybe they will we get daryl shooting something from his bike again so another one of those roadside uh explosions Next, a great shot of the tiger, I thought. It really looked like a real tiger in this scene to me. It did. Maybe it was. Maybe it was. Maybe they're using a real tiger occasionally now. I don't know. Uh, We get Jerry putting a battle axe into somebody's head. Now, I assumed it was a zombie, but if you pause, it doesn't look like a zombie. It looks like he's battle axing a human. It really does. Doesn't it? So. Oh, I don't know. Oh, that could be iffy. Well, I'm it's not sure. Okay. I, I thought it didn't look like a zombie to me, so maybe that's just a, a fight they're in with other people, and he just battle-axed that dude. Is that called a battle-axe, that thing? Cause it's a battle-axe. I like calling it that. Well, it's not a wood-chopping axe, that's for sure. No, that's for sure. I just like saying battle-axe. Battle-axe, yeah. Battle-axe. It's, it's a good combination of words. Uh, we get some various running and fighting shots. We see Negan slamming Lucille on a table, and he does not look happy. His battle bat. His battle bat is... Uh, battle axe, battle bat. Yeah, that's right. That's the first shot of Negan since the opening bit, isn't shit it? Shit your pants statement, yeah. Yeah, so he's there. Uh, Maybe he shit his pants. He looks like he's displeased. I know I would be displeased if I shit my pants. <laughs> yeah, that's true. And didn't have my shitting pants on. Right, but if you did, you know, then everything would be okay. 
Yeah, because I had my shitting pants on. Correct. Right? It's like, oh, luckily I had my shitting pants on because <laughs> <laughs> I shit myself. Yeah, that's right. Good thing I wore these ones today. Uh, where were we? Um, we got more sort of out of context shots, motivational speech giving, things like that. Uh, now we get somebody inside a shipping container with some holes in it. So I assume this is the same person that was peeking out of the shipping container earlier in the episode. Yeah. I mean, hot in, in, there. in the uh, trailer, I mean, yep. the only thing about this is I, I, you have the video in front of you, Jason. I'm not sure if you can tell, but the, the it's a male person in the shipping container wearing nothing but underwear. Right. And I think it's a black person. Uh, I'm not sure. The light is I know very I can dim. see blue underwear, but, uh, yeah, it looks like it's very hot in there and that, uh, I would shed off all, all my clothes if I was overheating to death. Do you see the clothes though? I assume they were put in there with no clothes. No, I, well, I mean, it might be in the other end of the shipping container with the camera. It, it, it may be. The, the reason I mentioned that, it, that it's a black male is that when you see the eyeball looking out through the hole, it appears to be a white skinned person. So I don't know that it's the same person, but I, I just can't believe it wouldn't be unless there are multiple people in multiple shipping crates with bullet holes. I don't know. With multiple eyes even. Maybe with multiple eyes. Yes. Each with their own eyes. Or maybe there's more than one person in there at a time and then somebody's taken out. I don't know. I don't know. So not really anything we can deduce from that other than someone's in a shipping container in their underwear. Yeah. Uh, we get more fighting. We get some zombies, people diving behind things, <laughs> you know, just action scenes. Uh, Morgan says to somebody, I don't die. It's pretty confident there. We have one shot of somebody, a couple of people hiding behind a truck and there's a shootout, mm -hmm. right? And there's, uh, we can see, uh, what's supposed to be bullets hitting the truck. And you know when you when you shoot bullets at uh, metal objects, there's sparks, right? Yes. This I did a, a freeze frame, and I happened to freeze frame where uh, obviously the tire was shot and threw sparks. Well, maybe it hit the rim. No, there's also sparks from the rim, but it the sparks are obviously coming from the rubber part of the tire. Okay, that did well. not get actually shot and flattened. But it's just, it looks like a weird special effect error. Sure. And you'd never notice it if you hadn't stopped. Yeah, I probably right wouldn't there. have noticed it. Sure. Well, fair enough. I'm sure it's just a special effect thing, right? Yeah. Uh, we get, um, okay, so we get our scene of Rick fighting the guy again. Um, I assume it's the same fight, but this is where you get a better look at him. And I don't recognize him, I don't think. So I don't know. Uh, we get fighting, we get shooting, we get exploding, you know, all kinds of action shots, a scene by a water tower where a bunch of people get shot down by gunfire. They appear to me to be kingdom people because I think they're wearing the armor, I think. Right. Uh, but they're, you know, they're all getting killed or at least uh, shot down. Uh, we get Morgan fighting slash training Jesus again. So I'm not sure what's still what's going on with them. That looked really a lot like fighting to me. Did it? Not just training. Okay, well, maybe they have a disagreement and uh, and have to work it out yeah. somehow. You should, you know, just as a general rule, you shouldn't have to work out your disagreements with uh, sticks. No, you should not. And this is what I liked about Jake in Fear the Walking Dead so much. He tried really hard to negotiate yeah. and come to a peaceful resolution. We should use our words whenever possible. Absolutely. And I think on The Walking Dead, people don't use their words nearly enough. No. 
So anyways, Jesus and Morgan are fighting. We'll have to figure out, we'll have to wait to find out what's going on with them. Uh, now we get a fairly quick shot of what looks like a big time truck slamming into another car. Yeah. So that's fun. A, a big car accident. Uh, don't know who's driving either vehicle. Um, don't know what is happening there, what the context of that accident is. Maybe it's zombies driving. We talked about that last week. Oh, they've, yeah, they've decided to put in the zombie driving zombies and they just keep ramming into things. Yeah. Good times. Awesome. Uh, we we finish this section of the trailer with a couple of what I thought were really awesome driving shots. We get Rick jumping from one vehicle to another as they speed down the highway. And then we get Daryl on. Well, Rick is jumping from a Jeep into a Humvee. So yeah. is there any symbolic significance to that? Like old school military into more newer school military? Is there, is there Are they trying to say something about the U.S. military? I doubt it, but. I think you could read that into it, maybe. <laughs> yeah, I just, you know, I'm just thinking. You know, I think the Jeep is a good vehicle to jump out of because it doesn't have a roof or doors, probably. So it's easy yeah. to jump out of a Jeep. Um, I just thought it wasn't looked like an exciting scene. Like, why is he jumping? Who's driving that other car? Is he escaping something? Is what's going to happen to that Jeep? Is it just going to fly off the road? I. I don't know. I have no idea. I know, but this is the kind of questions I like and got me excited. And then the final shot before the title card comes up is Daryl accelerating towards the camera. And I just felt like he was really moving, which I liked and shooting straight ahead. And then it cuts yep. the black. And I thought that was a fantastic finish finish to this sort of exciting part of the trailer. That was kind of fun. See, it was fun. It, it amped me up. I really enjoyed it. Title card comes up. It says The Walking Dead. You know what's interesting about this title card? It is not uh, eaten away. It looks brand new. It's not decayed. They have been decaying the title for seven years, and it's getting more and more messed up. Suddenly, it's all cleaned up. And the font is very white, and you're right. It looks brand new. So what does that mean? I don't know. Rebirth? Rebirth, a new start. The, the fucking band is back together and they are excited and they've got a new logo and everyone loves it. <laughs> yeah. And they're on a mission from God. Well, they're on a mission anyways. <laughs> wow. That's from uh, the Blues Brothers, right? They're getting the band oh, back together. We're right. on a mission from God. There you go. That's exactly what they're doing. I think it's a really interesting turn to have the the show title card be reborn and just all fixed up. I love the Blues Brothers. Yeah, it's good good stuff. Maybe I should watch it again someday. There's Carrie Fisher in it. Yeah, the late Carrie Fisher. Man, I saw the Star Wars trailer uh and I saw this that back to the uh back behind the scenes Star Wars thing which didn't come out at Comic-Con but came out the weekend before at Disney's big event. It's right. kind of sad seeing Carrie Fisher in that a little bit. Yeah. But I'm still super pumped for that Star Wars movie coming out in December. Cool. Okay, so, you know, Walking Dead title comes up, we fade to black again, then here we get the little stinger at the end, and we cut to a cane handle, a long lingering shot of the handle of a cane leaning against the wall, we cut to some flowers, and somebody really out of focus behind the flowers in a bed, cut to an overhead shot, straight down, of Rick with short gray, almost white hair and a big white beard. And he's lying on his back, 
appears not to be wearing a shirt, but we only just see the tops of his shoulders. So uh, he could have like a tube top on. Or he something. could he could have a tube top <laughs> on, yeah. But don't know, don't know. It looks like he was, has no shirt on. He opens his eyes. He's looking straight up at the camera. We have serene, peaceful music playing. Cut to black. Yeah, the pillow is made of white sheets. Everything is nice and cozy. He's got like a bit of a brush cut. Yep. Uh, yeah, just like uh, looks like an older gentleman cut with his long, bushy beard. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he looks good for somebody who's, what, 70 years old? I made that, well, who knows how old he is. I made that note, too, because he doesn't, he has the white hair and the big beard, but he doesn't look like his face has aged very much. So he's in heaven. So, or, or this is a dream. Obviously it's a dream because they did the same thing with, uh, when Glenn died, right? The, uh, the, the, the flash of the, the dinner where everybody was together and Glenn right. was with Maggie and their child and it was all very sad and it was, you know, a future that could never happen. Right. So, but, but is this a, is this a flash forward to a moment in the future or is this like a, fantasy is this a like the dinner was like a dream or a hallucination or something it could be anything it, it i think it ultimately in this trailer it's meaningless because i don't think it it there's enough context to give it any actual meaning because it could be a dream it could be a flash forward it could be a fantasy uh it may or may not have any actual meaning on the story no uh well in the, within the context of the trailer you're right it doesn't have much meaning but i'm sure it means I'm sure it's used some way in the show, uh, you know, to state the obvious. But um, the thing about this is that there's a couple or there's a there's a lot of speculation on the Internet that this represents a time jump, like a jump forward in time where like a significant time jump where Rick actually looks like this now. And he's an older man um, because this does happen in the comics i won't go into details but at one really? point in the comics there is a fairly significant jump forward in time and characters are different characters look a little bit different they have aged and things like that so everyone's like oh well obviously they're doing that they're going to do this time jump to this time period but to me i don't think that's what's going on here i don't think that is what's going on at all because when i saw this scene the first thing i thought of is oh look it's Rick in a bed with flowers beside him, just like back in the pilot when he woke up in the hospital and there were flowers beside him and he was in a hospital bed. And so I think the show is trolling us. I think they're trolling the audience a little bit here because they know that one of the persistent theories about how this whole show is going to end and, you know, I don't know anyone who actually believes this, but I'm sure there are those out there that Rick is going to end or Rick is going to wake up in that hospital bed, come out of his coma. And the whole thing was a coma dream. Oh, I so hate that. I hate that well, more than life itself. Me too. Me too. I would want to murder somebody if that happened. And I don't believe that's going to happen in a million years. Uh, you know, there's been a lot of talk about Kirkman knowing what the ending is at Comic-Con because he made a comment and some people thought, oh, my God, is he ending it? And he had to clarify that, no, 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 I just know where it's going. And he's had that ending in mind for a couple of years now. So I think the show knows that people think, or some people think that it's going to be Rick waking up in that hospital bed and the whole thing was a dream. 
And what they wanted us to think in this scene is that's what they're doing. <laughs> so they're yeah. kind of trolling the audience. There's no way in a million years they are doing that. Um, but I think they wanted the audience to think, oh, look, that's Rick back in his hospital bed. And he's been there for so long. And he's grown this big beard and his hair turned white. Um, and so I went back and I did a little flower checking. Okay. So the bouquet, the bouquet that, um, that Shane brings to him does have small little purple flowers in it. Like the one that's like the ones that we see in this, uh, in this scene. However, it's different in other significant ways. There doesn't seem to be as much yellow or white flowers in it. Um, and, uh, you know, I'm pretty sure all those flowers have names. Well, fine, but I don't know. Your wife's out of town, right? I don't know from <laughs> flowers. I know roses and daisies and things like that, but I don't know what's in there. Do you yeah, know what they're wife, called? No, I have no idea. My wife actually, we were sitting in the backyard, uh, a couple of weeks ago and she said, uh, can you name any of the flowers in the, in the garden? I said, white ones, yellow ones, red ones, uh, red, purple ones. I, they were sort of ready, kind of purpley. So I just right. called them red, purple. I'd be like, well, there's some grass and uh, some dirt. <laughs> yeah. She's, can you name anything that's not a flower? I said, green, 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 <laughs> right. dirt. Tree. <laughs> <laughs> tree. I know a tree. Yeah, yeah. So I'd be the same way. I wouldn't know what you call almost anything. But anyways, I don't, other than those little purple flowers, it doesn't seem to be the same bouquet. Now, that doesn't mean it's not, but um, I did go and uh, and, and check because I wanted to make sure. So anyways, my theory is that this is some kind of dream. I think the show may do a time jump, but I don't think what we're seeing here represents a time jump. Um, why would his hair go white so fast? Like, cause it doesn't like, they're not going to do like a 30 year time jump. Are they? There's no way. So no, I think that the only thing that makes sense to me is that this shot represents Rick's death. It could, it could, it could be him projecting or him dreaming about his own death or somebody dreaming about or it. Just a fantasy. Like we had when, when Glenn died and we had the, uh, the, the shot of the, the, the dinner with everybody together. Yeah. It was just so heart wrenching. That's, that's more uh, of a, of, of a, a possible future that'll never happen because he was still alive in it. Like I'm, if, if, when you say like a, somebody speculating about, um, uh, Rick's death, I'm like maybe Michonne, right? Who who, you know, they're a couple now, so maybe she's, like, concerned about what's going to happen in the future, or she has a dream about it or something, you know? It yeah. just, it felt like a dream sequence to me, the way it was soft focus, the way the pillow looked like a marshmallow behind his head, you know, it doesn't even look like a pillow, and and I didn't think it was an amazing old man makeup job. It, it Those lo- aren't pillows! Yeah. <laughs> this is not a pillow. Uh, I just think it was perfect. It was purposefully vague and, you know, I don't think it represents a time jump and it's probably just a, a dream. But can you imagine if like season eight opens with this shot and we don't really know what's going on? If it does, I'm fully going to be expecting suddenly Rick to like wake up out of a dream and get on with the rest of the season. Uh, man, I'm I'm so disappointed that this shot was in the trailer and I'm disappointed that this shot will make it into the television show because everything it means it could possibly mean in my mind uh, is disappointing. So either Rick's dead disappointing or time jump 
I, I really don't like that idea. But, you know, if it happened in the comic, which I'm a little surprised about, but uh, I guess it is possible that it could be a time jump. But then, uh, I don't know. I think it, uh, a significant time jump, like 30 years, I think should probably constitute a show reboot. Like make the show about Judith in that case. And then Rick's just this minor character that's missing a leg or, you know, it was just some other way that he's no longer useful in the world today. Uh, and he's on the sidelines. Uh, or it's a fantasy that doesn't exist. Uh, or like you say, if it's a time jump into the future and then they have to play out the rest of the, actually what happened in this, uh, in the war between, uh, Negan and everybody else as a flashback. That's it's still just a little too reminiscent of what lost tried to do or did. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so it's just, there's, it's just this big ball of possible disappointments and I don't see a good way out of it for me to be like, yeah, that's a good idea for me. I think the only really reasonable way to do it would be to have this just be some sort of fantasy of the future that ultimately is just kind of meaningless. And they're showing it to us here, like I said at the top, to kind of just troll the audience and get us speculating like we're doing right now and talking about it and wondering what it could be. Because I agree with you. I don't feel like this scene represents anything that is going to be awesome. But, But I think a fantasy of whatever is, you know, Rick's death or his final moments is probably okay. I could live with that. See, the problem I have with that is that that would be a good idea, but they did that already with the, with the dinner scene with, with Glenn and everybody. That was such a, for me, it was such a powerful scene of a future that is pleasant that could never be. I know, but I don't see it as the same thing because it's, that's, that's just a shot. Nobody's having that dream. It's just like them showing that to us, to us, to, to make Glenn's death more impactful. If this is an actual dream Rick is having about himself, I don't. I feel like it's not the same thing that they did with the dinner scene. Yeah, as long as he's not hiding under a dumpster at the end of it, I think it'd be better. <laughs> yeah, that's that's right. Uh, I don't know. Maybe Rick is badly injured. Like maybe he's hurt. Maybe he. Maybe Rick is in a coma again, and we're seeing what's going on in his <laughs> mind in the coma. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Well, see, don't go back to Rick being in a coma. No, no, of course. I wouldn't want that either. Seems repetitive. Um, So we don't know. Um, Hopefully they come up with something really cool, but I feel like they're just kind of teasing us a little bit. And uh, it worked. I guess it worked. You Uh, feel teased? I feel teased, kind of. (laughs) Hey, man, but the rest of this trailer I thought was great, and for the most part, and it really got me... Pretty excited to see what's going on because it looks like they've finally got their shit together and they're doing stuff and they're doing it well. And I'm sure not everything goes perfectly, but I like seeing a plan come together and I have a feeling that they've got a plan, they've got a purpose, they've got a mission, and they're going to make it happen. That's what this trailer made me feel like. Bully for them. I thought the, yeah, I, I didn't, I can't think of anything I really liked about this trailer. Uh, there was a few shots. Like, I like the arm band thing. Now that you pointed that out, that seems kind of cool. See, there's something there. Uh, the tiger looked like a tiger, which is nice. You're right about that. Yeah. They might have used a real tiger. If they didn't use a real tiger, then, well, good work on the tiger, even for a trailer. Uh-huh. Because they didn't have to finish working on that for another couple of months. Uh, so, you know, awesome. 
I liked the yeah. fact that uh, Carol was looking at a flower, a uh-huh. drawing of a flower. Uh-huh. I like that. Good. Daryl riding, shooting on the motorcycle. That's kind of fun. That was okay. All yeah, right. There's there bits here and there. But overall, I watched this thing like four or five times. Not once did I enjoy it. Huh. Okay. Well, I'm sorry to hear that. I hope it the, that. It was the pants shitting thing at the beginning. I know. It was just so bad. It was just like, what the? It was like supposed to be this big poignant thing. I hope you got your shitting pants on. Yeah. It's like, because you're going to shit your pants. <sighs> yeah. I agree with you. I agree. I I was hoping that season eight Negan would be a Negan I can enjoy and get on board with. But based on what we saw here, I'm not so sure that's the case. So The writing is so bad. That's so bad. It's like, bad. you know, you tell a joke about, uh, I heard, a, I think it might have been in even Game of Thrones that I've been rewatching from the beginning. There's a joke about this, uh, the captain that wears a, a red shirt every time he goes into battle. It's like, you know, we're going into battle. Get my, uh, get my red shirt. And then, uh, eventually somebody asks him, why are you wearing a red shirt? It's like, so if I get shot, nobody, or if I get injured, nobody will see me bleed. Right. And then the next battle that they go into, there's like, uh, they're surrounded by 400 ships and he calls out, get my brown pants. No, I, I understand. That's, that wasn't in Game of Thrones, was it? I think it might've been. Cause I know that joke and I heard it years before Game of Thrones was on the air. So they may have That's used That's a better it. joke. Than what Negan told. It's a great joke. Absolutely great joke. But Negan doesn't really tell a joke. He's just trying to be smart and it comes off goofy. And that's been my problem Fail. all along with Negan. So yeah. I don't know. Maybe, maybe Negan's not going to be in season eight all that much. He was, he was hardly in this trailer, right? There was one scene of him after that, if I'm not yeah. mistaken. So uh, that being said, the trailer probably just wanted to focus on everybody we know and love, and he could be all over the season. I don't know. Anyways, that's the trailer for season eight. Jason did not like. I liked, and uh, I'm either way, we're both hopefully looking forward to season eight getting started in October. We have hopes and dreams. We sure do. All right. Well, they also put out a trailer for Fear the Walking Dead, uh, which... I need to watch a few more times. We're not really going to talk about it today. I think what we'll do is run through that trailer a little closer to when fear comes back in September. Uh, But really briefly, I did watch it once. I thought it looked exciting. It looked like there was a lot more focus on the actual zombies in that trailer. And, uh, you know, um, Walker is still there. So it looks like that conflict or relationship is not, you know, totally played out yet. And, uh, you know, we'll do a more thorough breakdown of that trailer in, uh, I, I guess in a few weeks, maybe before fear comes back or a month or something like that. So, yeah. um, I watched it a couple of times, but, uh, yeah. Okay. We'll cover it later. Yeah. I mean, we've also been going pretty long here already, so, uh, we will cover it as, uh, fear approaches, uh, its return in September. Uh, okay then, man, I think that's going to pretty much cover it for this trailer. Uh, and if you have any thoughts, by all means, send them in to us. If there's anything we totally got wrong or missed or, or, you know, opened your eyes to, would love to hear from you about it or just anything about this trailer that we didn't really get into, uh, send us a note. <clears throat> would love to hear your thoughts. Um, and of course you can do that by sending email to talking at gmail.com or going to the website, Talking Dead Podcast, and clicking on Send Voicemail to record us a message. And uh, that's also, of course, where you can find all of our older episodes. 
Check out our Facebook page at facebook.com slash the talking dead or find us on Twitter at talking dead and uh, leave us a review on iTunes. If you wouldn't mind, um, just find us on iTunes and leave us a star review or a rating. If you, uh, sorry, um, a rating, a star rating or a review. If you want to, uh, the star ratings are, are, I think most important. Um, Okay, so I'm not sure 100% when the next podcast will be because I'm going to be away for a little while with the family, taking a vacation over to visit her extended family in Europe. Uh, But we're not gone all that long. Uh, However, it will be sometime likely mid-August before we are back here with a new podcast. We will have to see when that's going to happen. So uh, fear not, we will be back and uh, talking about Walking Dead news, Fear the Walking Dead, and whatever else comes up in the meantime. Right, that's Jason? A, that's a good, you said Fear Not. I think that'd be a good name for the next uh, spinoff. Fear Not the Walking Dead. <laughs> Just keep adding a word. The Walking yeah. Dead. Fear <laughs> the right, Walking Dead. Walking Dead. Fear the Walking Dead. Fear Not the Walking Dead. Fear Not the Walking Not Dead. You know? <laughs> Just keep going. <laughs> as long as the word is fear or not, you can keep adding it as many as times as you want. <laughs> fear Not the Fear Not Walking Not Dead Fear. Right. See, that'll be show number eight. That's right. <laughs> Something like that. Um, all right. That's it, everyone. Thank you so much. Until next time, my name is Chris. And my name is Jason. Thanks for listening. Bye. <laughs>